Chapter 1. Rumours and Revelations It was high summer when the email arrived. A quiet ping into my inbox. It lay there quiet and unattended. That July of 2011, Europe sweltered in the grip of an unusual heatwave. I was travelling, as so often, chairing meetings in Hamburg, the North German city where Olympus had its European headquarters. The board sat expectantly round a large circular table, a change I had made so people actually looked at and listened to each other. I had been presiding over meetings there for years, but was doing so now as president of the entire global company, and the deference I was newly accorded was palpable, a novelty which, nevertheless, also prompted a slight sense of unease. We went through the agenda with me fulfilling my usual role of questioning and challenging, always endeavouring to solicit the views of everyone around the table. We were finished by late afternoon. I got back to my hotel room and flipped open my laptop to greet the stream of incoming emails. I was known for always responding promptly to messages, meaning I put myself under a relentless pressure. As I looked at the screen, there it was, a tiny time-bomb of a missive that was to change my life forever. The email's subject read, Urgent News. A friend in Tokyo, Goro, had read an article in an obscure Japanese magazine called Factor, in which all sorts of wild allegations had been made about Olympus. I had never heard of Factor, but I later discovered that it was a small business title run by a maverick, a rare phenomenon among Japanese media, a campaigning journalist who was unafraid to expose things that demanded to be exposed. Had I been a pessimist, I might have worried. But I was no pessimist. "'Have you received the translation on the Olympus piece?' Goro asked. "'No,' I emailed back. "'Why? Something I should know?' "'After four months as president, I was used to being written about, particularly in Japan. "'Newspapers and magazines were always running stories on me about the gaijin boss, the novelty, the curiosity. "'Guessing that Goro might be referring to yet another profile, I hoped it was at least flattering. "'His return email was swift.' The article was not about me, it was about Olympus and made serious allegations. The message was clear. You should come back immediately. As to what had supposedly taken place, all I could infer from his words was that the accusations against the company involved large sums of money, but the detail was vague. I didn't believe we could have done anything wrong, and assumed the article must be either malicious or sensationalist. Funny how everything around you can unravel so quickly— unstitching the fabric of all you know, or rather of everything you thought you knew. I flew back to Japan, unaware of precisely what awaited me. The day after I returned to Japan, we had our monthly board meeting. It was Friday the 29th of July. By then, with the assistance of friends and trusted colleagues who, unlike me, spoke Japanese, I had the gist of the Factor article. It alleged that the company had been spending hundreds of millions of dollars on inexplicable transactions relating to the acquisition of strange and unlikely takeover targets. This was serious. Today's meeting agenda would surely now be ditched in favour of getting to the bottom of what had apparently taken place. Who was involved? Tsuyoshi Kukukawa, who had preceded me as president, possibly, but who else? How many people? On entering the boardroom I expected the atmosphere to crackle with tension. As was the case when I returned from overseas, everyone was friendly in welcoming me back. There were no signs of anything untoward. The meeting progressed as normal, humdrum in its ordinariness, with no one mentioning any kind of irregularity. 
I didn't raise the issue as I felt I should keep my counsel until I knew exactly what I was talking about. As the meeting ended, I made my way back to my office, wondering if Factor had got the wrong end of the stick, although a large part of me remained suspicious. Something felt wrong. In most companies, the President has a principal influence over events, but at Olympus, my authority as the new incumbent had already proved diluted, much to my frustration. Before my appointment, Kikukawa had fulfilled the role of both President and Chairman, not the ideal model for good corporate governance. But when I became President, he introduced for the first time in the company's history the title of C.